Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. Yeah, yeah. Turn up the heat. Go on and get some, boys. Come on. There we go. Brooke Grimsley, Carrie Davis, Randy Carricker. It's the opening drive, 101 ESPN. Uh, our friendship, Carrie, is in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. We love you, brother. How you doing? I'm doing great. I can't wait to get booed by some seven-year-old kid this morning. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and then the double bird, too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, dude, I forgot to pack my Santa suit. That'd be a guarantee. <laughs> these, these fan bases, especially in Philly, I've, I've heard that the brotherly love is not exactly there for people from the outside coming in. And I would think, Chip, especially when we you were doing the Braves games, because the Braves were always so good, I would think that there was a, a little bit of extra animosity on the part of Philly fans for Atlanta. Oh, yeah, I learned things about my family I never knew. It was oh, terrific. Uh, no, but the great passionate fans up here, their, their ballpark is one of my favorites. I know that uh, the Cardinals people have not come here all that often. It's once a year. But, yeah, this was always a special place to come visit. The fans are passionate. The games are great. The ballpark's awesome. The booth is terrific. And the people behind the scenes really make us feel like we're at home. So it'll be nice to catch up with old friends here and hopefully play a little better here than we did across the state over in Pittsburgh. Well, Chip, we were talking about this earlier in the show and throughout. The fortunes of the two teams with the Cardinals and Phillies have really changed after the playoffs last year. What's your take on the changes that we've seen from both sides? Obviously, the Phillies getting hot again right when they need to. Yeah, pitching. I think Dave Dombrowski's done a remarkable job of, uh, A, you know, he changed managers. They needed a different voice in their dugout. Uh, Joe Girardi's a terrific baseball guy, but for whatever reason, his message wasn't resonating, and it goes hand-in-hand with having a better bullpen and having really good starting pitching. Uh, Last year, they put Ranger Suarez in the rotation. He took off. You know about Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. Those two guys are going to pitch as well against the Cardinals. And Dabrowski went about and fixed his bullpen and did a great job in in doing that. And uh, some of the problems that we've seen with the Cardinals this year were similar problems the Phillies had. They'd have to win a game two or three times a game, and when they'd get to the sixth or seventh inning, it was a flip of the coin as to whether or not you would hold a lead. So I think the Phillies, in many ways, are a good blueprint for what the Cardinals hope to accomplish uh, in 2024 and beyond. And look, they're the reigning National League champions. It'll be a good uh, barometer and litmus test for the Cardinals to see how they stack up against them starting tonight. Chip, a couple of these younger pitchers uh, have done a pretty good job, Dakota Hudson, Zach Thompson, uh, in their starts. What are you seeing from them and going forward for the, for the 2024 season? The consistency, carry confidence, and they're throwing strikes. I mean, look, at the end of the day, uh, you can't walk people. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it, I think we tend to overcomplicate the game. If you walk people, you're asking for trouble, and they haven't done that by and large. Uh, Hudson's uh, thrown that slider. It's been a lot more of an effective pitch for him. He's not just relying on ground balls. And he's been able to throw a lot more strikes and a lot more consistently than ever before in a Cardinal uniform, which is really, really exciting. And uh, these guys all have an opportunity. Zach Thompson, too, pitched pretty well against the Pirates. Uh, They know what uh, John Moselock has said about the need for the Cardinals to acquire 
uh, more starting pitching. It requires starting pitching depth in the organization. And if they want to stay, uh, what they've been doing, I think, is a really good barometer and a good indicator of what's possible for them, uh, not just now, but going forward. Cardinal broadcaster Chip Carey with us on the opening drive on 101 ESPN. And Chip, there's an old adage, you've been around baseball all your life, and there's an old phrase that I've always adhered to, don't believe anything you see in March or September. And for this year's Cardinals, I've extended that to August and September because of the circumstances at play. That being said, I want to get your take on what you've seen in this first week of Richie Palacios. Oh, he's very exciting. He brings energy. He plays center field like he knows what he's doing out there. Uh, he swings the bat well from the left side. Obviously, he and his brother put on a show in Pittsburgh. And uh, his uh, emergence, if you will, allows the Cardinals to put Tommy Edmund at second base and gives the team a whole lot of range at second uh, and improve you know, a, a, an infield defense that should on paper be a lot better than it has been, at least in the early days of this season. So he's been a nice, uh, a nice addition. He and Mason win both. Young players bring energy. Young players bring excitement because you don't know what you're going to get. And I think the Cardinals have to be very pleased with what they've seen from Richie, both uh, in the field and at the plate. And that, that's what I, I was getting at is he's he, he's got a skill set. I don't know how if he's a 140-game player, but he can mm-hmm. run. He's, he hits the ball hard. He, we know he can go get it in center field. He's a valuable, it seems like, his skill set is a valuable skill set to have on a, on a team that can, has a chance to win. No question. Look, I don't know if he's going to be an everyday guy or not, but assuming he, let's assume he's not. But as a fourth or fifth outfielder, a guy that hits from the left side can uh, help you uh, double switch defensively, uh, who can pinch it for you. Those are all very valuable things for any club, and certainly one like the Cardinals that are looking for those kinds of things going forward. So I'm really happy for him. He's a guy that's bounced around a bit, and to have the kind of series he did with mom and dad watching and mm-hmm. being interviewed by Jim Hayes was really mm-hmm. a cool thing. We're going to talk about this next in our next segment, but you've seen it this season with the Cardinals. What do you think it is that sometimes that, you know, where they're being outscored in the first inning, Randy has a stat here, 89 to 69 in the first inning this season. What do you think that that is with the Cardinals? I just think it's it's one of those crazy quirks of baseball. Uh, you know, Tom Glavin went to the Hall of Fame and gave up a ton of first inning runs, and his attitude was, well, if I'm going to have a bad, bad inning, I'd rather have it in the first so my team has eight or nine innings to come back and catch up. Uh, obviously, it's not ideal. But I think some of it is it takes these guys times to ease into the game, which is never a good thing. Look, if you come in and attack and throw strikes, uh, you have a great, great chance of being successful. And uh, to our earlier question, that's exactly what some of these guys in the rotation and bullpen have been doing. Jojo Romero is another example in relief. He's not afraid of the moment. He comes in and throws strikes and dares the hitter to beat his best pitch. And more often than not, they're not able to do that. So whether it's giving the hitters too much respect or not having enough confidence in their pitches or the big moment or the third deck on the stadium, all of those things factor in. But the bottom line is if you throw strikes, it's a game of failure. You've got a 75% chance of getting the guy out. If you don't throw strikes, you have a 0% chance. So play the odds, throw strikes, and attack these guys and see what happens. Chip, we were talking about, you were talking about pitching that the Cardinals need. Uh, it made me think about Shohei Otani, who just got injured. You, uh, Steven Strasburg just retired. Is there a fear from, from so, some organizations of spending big money on pitchers because you just don't know what could happen? Yeah, well, I don't think you know what's going to happen with any player. Uh, look, Tyler O'Neill's been on the I.L. Lars Newtbar's been on the I.L. three times. Brendan Donovan, not a pitcher, uh, messed up his ligament in his elbow. He's been on the I.L. Tommy Edmonds has been hurt. I mean, it's, it's just the nature of pro sports. Uh, unfortunately, the pitchers are volatile commodities. Personally, I think a lot of that comes from guys throwing max effort with every single pitch over five innings instead of uh, you know uh, keeping a couple of miles per hour in reserve when they need it in a big moment of the game. That's my my belief, I don't know that I have any data to back that up, 
but it does seem like we're seeing more and more arm injuries in today's game in the last 30, 40 years because of the uh, preponderance of velocity instead of the art of pitching. But that's how the game has changed, and I think it's just sort of uh, part of the recipe of the, the cake that's baked in. You have to accept that risk but hope for a bigger reward. And thankfully, with the improvements in medical technology and what uh, uh, Tommy John went through and, and uh, all the in- improvements in science and recovery and sports medicine, guys get hurt, but it's not uh, the death sentence for their careers, which if you're looking on a, for a bright silver lining, I guess that would be the only one. All right, Chip Carey, if you are on a walk this morning in Philadelphia, paint the picture for us. Who's on the walk with you, and w- what landmarks are you passing? I went on a 10-miler yesterday. Ooh. I went on a 10-miler yesterday. So today I'm a little bit cranky. Oh, and creepy, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk the mean streets of Philadelphia. I'm going to go get a coffee and uh, start my big league prep for the game. However, yesterday, walked by the Reading Terminal Market, walked past City Hall, walked across Broad Street, uh, went down the Schoolkill River and saw the uh, row houses where the, uh, the crew uh, boats are. And past the art museum, uh, Brian Shapiro, our producer, refused to get a picture with the Rocky statue because the line was too long. <laughs> so we saw all the other tourists doing that and made our way back. But it's a it's a cool, cloudy day here. Looks like we're going to have no problems with rain. A big storm passed through last night. And uh, looks like uh, the nice weather is going to greet the Cardinals and Phillies at 7 o'clock. Well, Chip, we really do appreciate how much fun that you guys have, especially you and BT have really brought a lot of energy. And I'm glad that you guys escaped from the lantern bugs. That that oh, was scary. Yeah, we were, it was scary. I was worried I was going to be eaten alive by them. <laughs> we had a plan. We actually had a plan. Uh, you know, the salt guns, you know, that you yeah. used to shoot the bugs with. We were going to try to get those into the stadium, but we didn't think we'd get them past security. And if the game got bad, we were going to sit in the booth like six gun shooters and, and fire away at the, at the bugs flying in front of the booth. But that didn't come to pass. And then our second plan was to have Jim Hayes have one of those electric fly spotters that looked like a tennis racket. Yeah. And not, and not tell him that we put a battery in it, turn it on, and, and, and lick it and see what would happen. But that didn't happen. Oh. Maybe, maybe we'll do that this weekend. We don't know. You said you wanted to make it fun. Now that is fun. Yeah. It would certainly be unforgettable. Good <laughs> Chip, have a great weekend in Philly. Thanks, okay, as guys. always, for the time. We appreciate right. it. And happy belated birthday, Randy. You don't look a day over 29. Oh, there you go. Thank you very much, Chip. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, guys. See, we'll you, see soon. you soon. That's our buddy Chip Carey on 101 ESPN.